0: Welcome to the Try Self-Love Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Barber, and I'm a Master Life and Relationship Coach. I'm your host, Kristen Dicker, and I'm a
1: Transformational Health and Wellness Life Coach.
0: If you're curious about what self-love is, you've come to the right place. Each week, we'll dive deeper into the steps it takes to develop self-love. Here we go. Welcome to the Try Self-Love Podcast. We're so happy you're here for Episode 6. Today, we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs. Now, all of us have beliefs that we have about ourselves, but the question is whether or not they're accurate. Some of the beliefs that we hold, we've kind of just think they're true because of life experience, but others were given to us either as a child or just in situations, maybe at school, maybe in a situation with an authority figure. But something happens where someone tells us something and we believe it and it becomes truth to us. So, what we want to talk about today is all these beliefs, and especially the ones that hold us back, and whether we're conscious of them or not, they're all in there wreaking havoc on us, right? Telling us we can't do it, we're not good enough, we don't measure up, comparing ourselves, telling us why bother, or keeping us stuck in fear or shame. So we want to really talk this out, and I love having Kristen here, my co-host. Kristen, how are you? I am great. How are you today, Becky? I am good. I'm excited about this. I think it's an important topic, but I think I say that every week, so.
1: Everything's important.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's all important. It all helps us.
1: We dive deep, and then we come out refreshed, purified, clean, happier, healthier. It's it's all good. We just jump in there pretty deep right now, but... Happier things are coming
0: ahead, I promise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's all self-love, right? Yes, definitely. So, Kristen, I'm curious your take on limiting beliefs. If you don't mind sharing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't say much, uh, anything very differently from what you've said um, because it's true. Like, you, we're usually conditioned to believe certain things by family and society. Typically, we've had beliefs about... Uh, Things like, I have to work hard, or I am a failure. I have to, uh, you know, work 50 hours a week in order to, you know, be okay with my paycheck. And, or, you know, if I'm not, you know, a size zero, I'm worthless. And this comes from beliefs that our world places into us, whether that's our family, whether that's our ancestors, or our society, or friends, or teachers. So like you're saying, and it's all conditioned. And actually, those beliefs drive our bus. So either the negative beliefs or the positive beliefs. And really, what you probably want to have going on is you're in control of your own bus and you're operating from the truth of who you really are at your essence, which is worthy and lovable and, and doing it right in some way instead of, I'm horrible, you know, things like that. So that's
0: what I think. Yeah, I love that. I was going to say all these beliefs, right? Whatever we choose to believe, our brain is going to look for evidence of that. So if we believe, hey, I'm doing a good job, then our brain will find opportunities that are like, hey, today you did X, Y, and Z. You're doing a good job. And if we believe we're not enough or we're a horrible person, our brain will find evidence for that too. Our brain really likes tasks. And so if there's not a huge problem going on, then our brain will create one. But that's true with all of this as evidence. We're just looking for the evidence. I tell this to my clients when it's like, well, I'm a terrible mother. Well, let's step back and look at the evidence. Do you love your children? Yes. Do you feed them? Yes. Do you spend time with them? Right. You go through the checklist and then it's like, oh, well, I yelled yesterday, but the rest of the day was good. And I said I was sorry and did the repair work. So it's that whole concept of like, are our limiting beliefs true? And as you said, are they are they negative holding us back or are they empowering? If they're empowering, they're not limiting us, but we just need to examine these beliefs and then figure out what do we want to keep and what do we want to change? Yeah,
1: I like that. I like the challenging, the, the limiting beliefs and replacing them. I think the, the way to do that, is to first know, like you were saying, be aware of them. Like we need to be aware of what we're, what we're believing, because once we turn the light on in the room, the darkness goes away. So if we hone in on, oh, I, I'm unworthy, and here's all the reasons I have evidence that I'm unworthy, and you kind of look at it, it kind of goes, oh, oh, she sees me, oh, he sees me. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Now, then you go, now I'm in charge, okay? I'm going to neutralize you. We're going to just make you okay to be here, right? But you're no longer going to be in charge of my experience, you know? Because these beliefs do create our experiences. They create all these beliefs and habits, uh, other beliefs and habits and experiences that, again, the world does reflect back to us if we're we're not paying attention and, and aren't aware of them. So it's all really important because you can shift your entire life and your entire um, way of experiencing your whole life so quickly if you just pay attention to what you're believing and like change it shift it at least to be aware of it awareness is so important you know because once you put light on that thing it's kind of like oh shoot she sees me what am I gonna do now it's kind of then it's kind of fun because then you're like
0: oh no, I'm not going to believe that way anymore. Is what I'm going to do. So yeah, right. You know, and it's true. We we kind of just live on autopilot. It's easier for our brains. Doesn't have to work as hard. And our brain wants to really just conserve energy. So like when you mm-hmm. drive somewhere that you drive all the time, your brain's not like okay, we got to turn here. We got to you know, as you're just in auto, autopilot because your brain likes to be in that power saving mode. But the yeah. problem is we get in that mode with our thoughts too, and it's. I've had a client who's like, well, I've always been this way. And I said, that's okay, but you don't have to always be this way from here on out. We can change this. And it's really, like you said, not as hard as people think. But that awareness is always the first step. And once I we learned. are looking at what's going on inside, it's like you can just lay all the puzzle pieces down, and it's like, well, which ones do I want? Which ones go to a totally different puzzle? Like, we're trying to do this puzzle, and this one's... This is like child size. These don't even belong.
1: Like, <laughs> these fake. pieces don't fit,
0: right? Right? <laughs> so we yeah. choose, right? We choose what we want to continue to believe. I do agree with you on that. We are in control. And I want to drive my own bus. I've been in the back uh, yeah. seat way too long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, I, I always say to my clients, these beliefs can still be on your bus. They just can't drive it. They can ride. Ooh. They don't have to be kicked out. Because, you know, you don't have to kick out any part of you. Yeah. Just um, let them all kind of work together. And the reason that your parts of you resist or act out is kind of like a child who doesn't get attention. They aren't being paid attention to. And when they get attention and you put the light of awareness or your, your focus, your consciousness on them, then they feel seen and heard and understood. They're, they're, they always have a positive intention, they're always trying to get you to feel safe, to feel loved to feel like you belong, right? So even though sometimes their methods are a little bit wonky and outdated or like not healthy, they want you to belong and feel safe in this world and survive. But I think we can survive and thrive, right? Mm. So we don't have to, you know, kill the messenger. These are just messengers. We just have to like, you know, accept the messenger. Okay, thank you for your message. And now I'll take over. Now I'll I'll be in charge of this, and you don't have to work so hard at you know getting me to, you know, weigh five hundred pounds so that I pay attention to the fact that I need to, you know, feel worthy. You know, I don't feel worthy, so I'm going to show the world I don't feel worthy by eating myself into mm. exploding, or I don't feel worthy, so I want to show everybody how smart I am and, how, and I know everything, and I'm going to be really arrogant. So you don't have to do all those like above and beyond behaviors, you can actually find different behaviors that are healthier. But that, that you can do those behaviors once you settled within yourself this belief of something not so good. Then you can kind of balance out. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I am really loving this metaphor with the bus. It's like I have this visual <laughs> of... Yeah things I don't really want to believe anymore. I'm like, just move back a little farther. It's like, well, here's a stop if you want to get off because I got some new beliefs coming on and we need to make room for them. So why don't you get off here and there's the mall or whatever, right? <laughs> See you I later. love it. It's like, okay, get out of the driver's seat, go in the first row, scoot back a little farther. It's lessening its grip. Mm. That's what we want to do with this self-love. That's the whole point of us trying to teach people about trying on self-love is to just lessen the grip of all these painful emotions and these limiting beliefs and thoughts that we hold so dear. Another
1: thing I want to say about this is when you said about the self-love, you know, when people say, how do I love myself? And they say, you know, people say, we'll take a bath or get a massage. You know, these are all new behaviors you can do to reinforce your belief that you are lovable, Right. So if if you are living in the belief of I am not lovable, you're living in Mm self-hate. So when you switch that into I am lovable and you find the new way to shift that and then you start behaving from that space, it makes those behaviors become more automatic and easier to do. So if we have this belief of I hate myself or I am not lovable, Mm -hmm. but we're still trying to have massages and stuff like that. That's nice, but to me, that's kind of a Band-Aid. It's like, I still hate myself, but I think I shall do loving things like get a massage or take a run or you know lose some weight or something. Those are all great habits. And they will, that you can have those habits, but you can still hate yourself. So for me, it's about going really deep into these beliefs. That's my whole, I love that kind of coaching. I want, if you're ready for this kind of coaching, I can help you and you can help them too. It's like, we know, like, once you you shift these beliefs, your whole life changes because you Mm -hmm. start doing things that reflect the new beliefs. So if you, like, for me, I've I've been in a space of, I don't feel worthy, but I'm going to still like take a three mile run because I should lose some weight or I should, you know, eat better. And then I'll love myself. No, I won't love myself because I do those things. It's not, that's good for me. But it didn't change my beliefs that I'm still unlovable. See what I'm saying? So, changing the belief at the root is really how you shift the whole life, your whole life.
0: Yeah, when you were saying that, it just sounds so punitive, right? Like, I'm going to punish myself because I'm not, I don't look the way that I want or that I think I'm supposed to. So, now I'm going to force myself to run. I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm going to hate every minute. I'm going to get home get in the shower, hate my body even more, right? It's just so, so much self-punishment. And like back to the bus analogy, let's let's invite self-love to be a co-pilot. And then if we can just have that, like that lens over everything else is how can I offer self-love right now when I do hate the way I look or I do hate my job or I hate X, Y, and Z, right? I hate my life. I hate my neighbors. Whatever you're, you're dealing with right now, how can you apply that self-love to make it better? Right. Yeah. How? Yeah. Let's talk about the how.
1: Yeah. The how is good because, you know, uh, I think that like what you're saying with applying self-love and like, like sometimes people say, do affirmations. I am worthy. I am lovable. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think those are good habit habits to do. Those are good habits, just like running is a good habit, right? Just like eating your vegetables is a good habit and slowing yourself yeah. down when you eat and really focusing on being mindful and breathing is loving and massages. Um and I and I I still sort of feel like those things are a band-aid. I don't, I think they are the right answer and the right methods. They are, they're healthy. So I'm not gonna ever discourage them, of course. I I encourage them. But also just Really getting in there and, and shifting the the deep belief first is really, you know, it's like you get into the gaping wound and you sew it up before, you don't just put band-aids on a gaping wound, you, you'll have blood seeping through them in five seconds. So <laughs> so that's what I mean. But yeah, but, but I think that we should give our audience some some tools here. So what do you think?
0: I'll share an experience. Okay, so recent recently, the last year or two, um, I started working with a counselor because I had some trauma that I wanted to process, and I didn't even realize that I had this limiting belief until we were doing some EMDR, which is super cool. It's a great way to process trauma, and what came up was this story about when I was eleven, we lived in Florida and we went down to Naples. And I brought all my money that I'd saved from babysitting. And I was so proud that I had all this money and I wanted a souvenir. And I bought this gold bracelet. And it was $75 back in like, what year was this? 89, right? So I'm giving away my age here, but it was $75. But like, I I just loved it. It was so beautiful. And I wore it all day. And then I'm not, I'm not super clear on the details, but... Before we left that evening, my parents were like, that's too nice for you. You're only 11. And they made me return it. And I have mm. just been super sad but not really aware of it. But it's like I, I recognized working with this counselor and as this came up that I believe what I want doesn't matter. And that I'm not worth nice things. So sometimes just that awareness part can be difficult on your own because we are in that autopilot. So you might need to work with a coach or a counselor. Or if you're super in tune and very self-aware, you can even just journal or meditate. Meditation will bring up some things if you're able to. If you don't, I have kind of a a monkey mind, I call it, when I meditate. So I have to have a mantra or else I will just think of my grocery list and everything else. Even though I'm being still, it's not really doing its, its job.
1: Yeah. Right. That's great. I love that story. And I love that you see that's that's the stories that we create from experiences when we're little. There's kind of like, like metaphors, but are stories that we create that really like solidify our beliefs. And so that story from that story that of your experience created the belief of what I want doesn't matter. And that is your life that's been your trajectory in a lot of parts of your life, if you would notice the mapping of that. Do you agree?
0: Yes, that's what I was going to say. I just, after I was aware, it's like the light comes on and I was like, I totally believe this. And then I can go back in time and think of all the things where I'm like, I believed this and I forced that on the other person. And they didn't even know what I was believing. They just thought, okay, maybe she doesn't really have an opinion on something. And that is not me at all. I have a definitely have opinions but it's like if i don't believe i can get what i want and that everyone else can and i i don't like confrontation so i'm not gonna fight very hard for it but it's like i wasn't even giving the other person a chance to let me get what i wanted because i already believed that what i wanted doesn't matter so it has really changed a lot of things for me it's super exciting
1: yes the um the awareness like we talk about i used to like take that word for granted i was like Yeah. Awareness. It's a cool thing. Yeah. But to me, these days, these last like weeks have been so important in my own particular journey for awareness. It's like, it is like that turning on the light in a dark room. It's like, wait, I see you. I see you now. And now I can work with you because as soon as you know, this belief of what I want doesn't matter. I mean, think about that. You said, you know, you could, you could, change that, work with that, and and do something about that, right? So, yeah. what did that do for you to know what I want doesn't matter?
0: Like what did that shift in you? Oh, my goodness, so much. It was, like I said, it was actually really exciting. And I was crying because EMDR is emotional for me. But I just thought, do I want to keep believing this? Is this even true? Did God put me on this earth just to be a doormat and not get what I want ever? no. Like, I'm a human being, too. What I want does matter. And I can compromise. I'm not saying my way or the highway, but it was so good to just step back and, like, evaluate. Is this a puzzle piece that belongs? No. I don't want that anymore. So, from that, when you, when
1: you got into knowing, like, what I want doesn't matter, and you really came into super, like, conscious awareness of this, like, how did that help you shift into more self-love? Like, what did you do as tools? After you came into the snowing,
0: you know, what did you do? Yeah, yeah. So I spent some time really thinking about what do I want and what can I do? Like even little things. What can I do right now to show myself I can have what I want? And I don't remember. It's been a couple years, but I think it was seriously the tiniest things. Like I really want a hamburger right now. So I went out and I bought myself a hamburger. It was so small, but it was like I can get what I want. I think it's important for us to do these little steps to show ourselves. Okay, I'm aware now, and I want to change this. So let's change this.
1: That's important to bring up the baby steps, you know, the little steps, because if we get really we get excited about these new changes, but we don't want to like overwhelm that part of our brain that does not like change. So we do want to have like habits, and that's why you brought up like having a coach to help you. Um I'm always gonna to want to plug coaches because they're it's the, the coaching methods that we know to do and and the, the techniques we have under our in our tool belt really, really help because we practice on each other. We have clients, we do this with our clients. And when I've had this done for me with my people who've coached me, it is like such quick shift. It's like like I even told a friend, a client yesterday, I said. I was coached once, and I and she did this for me. And I the, two days later, I couldn't remember what I was had been struggling with. It was like that fast that my mm-hmm. my belief, my negative belief, my limiting belief shifted. Now the habits that I would create from that, I'm still doing. You know, I'm mm-hmm. still in process, or, or was still in process doing. And so that's what takes a little. That's the time part. The shifting of the belief is not the time part. Once you have that shifted and you know your truth of who you are, which is lovable, worthy, then it's just about practicing and being consistent with new habits, new self-loving habits. So would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in my case, I did journal about things that I wanted, little and small. And I, I let myself dream, like things that I'll probably never even have, but that I want. And then it's okay that I don't have everything that I want, but to show myself, yes, you can get what you want. And to end the story, I don't know if you can see this. (laughs) (laughs) My husband, I told him the Uh, story, and he bought the exact one that I bought uh, in 1988. 1988. Oh, how cute. Yeah, it was super sweet. And I just, I love that. He's he's on board with me changing all my limiting beliefs. and
1: Absolutely. I yeah. think that's beautiful. You you want to have a partner like that who supports you in your change and, uh, and, and celebrates friends. it with you. Sorry and friends, I, family. I, I
0: that's okay. No, you're I right. I spoke right. over you. That's okay. <laughs> it's yeah, nice. no, I think it's important to have most of the people in your life support you that you can support. And I know we can't control all the people that are in our lives, like in jobs and the people we interact with, with school and different situations, but those closest in that little inner circle, for me, it's essential that they support me and my changing and that I can support them and theirs.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And the people that don't support you will fade away or you'll realize I don't really need to surround myself with somebody who makes me feel like what I want doesn't matter. Right? Right. And right. And it's not as easy to let go of them because you're not out to prove that you, you know, that what you want does matter. Yeah. Since you're not so out to prove that anymore to the world, you don't need outer external validation from people, then the people who will always show up going, whatever you want doesn't matter. They'll like become a non-entity in your life because you it will be so negative for you. You won't even want to be around that. You can't. You'll be like, You should be celebrating me, just like I celebrate you. That's what friendship is. That's what love is. It's it's growing together. It's being happy for each other, not you know, you not caring. Because if that person doesn't care about what you think matters, then they have their own set of stuff they're working that they need to work on.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Part of self-love is giving yourself these people who can support you instead of like, well, that's really selfish. You don't need to get what you want (laughs) because they don't believe that they can get what they want. So you're not doing yourself or them any favors by believing this still. Like in this exact instance, if I were to just continue and believe I don't deserve to have what I want because it makes other people feel comfortable because they have that same belief possibly, that d- does neither one of us any service and we never change. So I think it's important to remember as you make these changes, people might not like it and that's, that's another part of this, right? Show yourself that self-love, that it's okay that they don't agree. Where do we go from here?
1: That can keep you really stuck if you worried about if you're worried about other people getting upset with your changes that keeps people stuck I think but yeah yeah as soon as you shift your beliefs and you start really challenging yourself and like again turn the light onto those beliefs it's almost like automatic that you're gonna change because you're gonna just sort of neutralize that belief it's not going to have that emotional you know attachment like that emotional charge anymore mm-hmm. and it's almost like I can't help it now now I am changing if you don't like it I'm sorry. But not sorry. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, not sorry. Get out of my way. <laughs> I'm going to be changing now. And I'm, I'm okay with it because my changes are healthy and good changes for me. And if you can't be happy for me or, or like those changes because it's threatening you in some way, yeah, call a coach.
0: <laughs> call me. I'll help you with it. <laughs> call my yes. friend Becky.
1: She'll help you with this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love what you said about plugging coaching. And as we wrap up today, we just want to tell our audience We would love to be your coach. These coaches, we are here for you. You do not need to hold on to these limiting beliefs. Just because you believe them at one point doesn't make them true. And we would love to help you break through some of these beliefs and feel more empowered in your own life as you apply self-love and and move forward with that that self-respect and that respect for others. Have a great week. See you soon. (laughs) Bye, Kristen bye Becky if you like what you've been learning about self-love come join us in our free Facebook group try self-love we'd also appreciate if you'd leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast that way your friends and family and others who need us can find us we're so
1: glad you're here see you next week